0: We're in week three of Red Light, Green Light, and uh, the premise is that we're going to pause for progress this year. We're going to pause for progress. And so today, I'm going to start with a question, okay, with a question. Um, you guys ready? Ready to take some notes? All right, I want to start with a question, all right? The question is this, do, do we plan to thrive? Do we ever pause? and strategically plan to thrive um I I know we a lot of us we we plan for vacation we we plan for our weekend we plan for Friday um but I, I wonder do we stop and strategically plan to 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 thrive in I would say in every area of of our life you may even want to put next to that question um put, put a few of these things down Uh, financially. Do we plan? Do we strategize? Do we slow things down to thrive financially? Do we, uh, slow things down and plan to thrive in our health? Uh, do we do? I think this is the most important one. Do we slow things down and make a plan to thrive in our faith in our relationship with God? And, um, I just, I want to encourage us to, to start thinking about that. So, to, to thrive is to grow or develop. That's what it means to thrive, to, to grow or develop. I love the word prosper, to, to prosper. The word prosper is, is a Bible word. It's not a devil word. It is a God word. Someone say it's a God word. God. It's a God word to prosper. To thrive is to, to prosper. And I believe that you can thrive in all seasons. I think you can grow and, and develop and get bigger and get stronger and move forward in all seasons. As a matter of fact, the Bible is very clear that that's the will of God. Um, I was telling my wife uh, yesterday when I got home from morning prayer that I just, I feel like, um, uh, y'all know Austin Powers, I feel like I've got my mojo back. Um, maybe not a pro, a <laughs> uh, 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 sympathetic woo. Um, woo. Um, uh, no, but maybe not the right scene for mojo, but y'all, y'all remember Austin power. Some of y'all like he, he had his mojo, He, you know, he was on his a game. I just feel like this year, every morning that I've got up this, this year so far has been a morning of, wow, it, this is a new opportunity to, to grow, right? It's not, eh, I got to go to work. It's, or I got to go to the church or I got to meet with this person or I got to read my Bible. Nah, you no, know, personally, my attitude has been, wow, like. I'm up and and man, my my life is moving forward. And I think if you can adopt that mentality this year, um, you're going to you're going to overcome like decisively the things that are in front of you. But you got to have a a thriving mentality. Someone say thriving mentality. Got to have a growth mentality. And uh, I want to give you a few statements here to write down to consider. All right. So go ahead and write this down. It won't come up on the screen, but write this down to thrive is to grow in the bad seasons. To thrive is to grow in the bad seasons. Because even when things are tough, you can grow. As a matter of fact, I mean, just newsflash, that's actually the only time that you do grow, is when times are hard. So if you're in the gym and you're not putting any weight on the bench or you're not increasing your dumbbells or you're not increasing your reps or your sets or you're not speeding that thing up a little bit, uh, on the treadmill, you're not growing, you're not getting stronger. Um, but when you increase some of the pressure, um, you, you begin to get stronger, right? Um, a lot of us, we want to jump to success. We want to jump to prosperity. We want to jump. But God has us in a season where we're having to wait, right? We're having to, to, to wait. And in the waiting is when you get wiser. If, if you're approaching the day with the right heart and the right mindset, Um, God is trying to give you wisdom before he gives you the weight of success. Right? Because if he gives you the weight of success, it's gonna crush you because you didn't get wisdom while you weighed it. So if you didn't get wisdom while you W-A-I-T, the W-E-I-G-H-T is gonna crush you, right? So you want that, but God is saying the reason I have you in this holding place is to give you wisdom. Is to strengthen you, and what I'll say is, um, I, I feel like per- personally, uh, we're, my wife and I, our family, we're in a like we're in a great season, like a momentous season. But I know for a fact we wouldn't be here if we didn't go through the bad seasons. Right. So, so learn to value and grow through the bad seasons. Go ahead and write this down. Number two, it won't come up, but write it down. To thrive, this is good. Is to build momentum in the good seasons. To thrive is to build momentum in the good seasons. So when it's going good, don't let your guard down. As a matter of fact, put your guard up. When it's going good, don't press the brake. As a matter of fact, press the gas. So if you're feeling good in your body, if you're feeling good in your faith, keep doing the things that you've been doing. Stay committed to those things, right? If if you're if you're in a great season reading your word, Pick it up in the morning again. If you're on a roll in the gym, get back in the gym. Just, just put, put your foot on the gas. You know, this is the time to, to build momentum in a, in a good season, all right? And I've come to find out when it comes to planning, uh, stopping to plan to thrive. So every, every January, uh, my wife and I, we, we sit down the first week of January, and we, we write down our vision for the year. So, so we start health and financial, personal. We write out the year. I, I lay out my sermon series for the year. We lay out our calendars, our vacation. We're just writing out our vision for the year. I've come to find out that, that at, the, at the nucleus of success, right, at the nucleus of success must be the word of God. When you're planning on something, never negate. Um, or, or never n- neglect the word of God. So here's the deal. Go ahead and write this down. The key to thriving is spending time in the word of God. Yeah. The, the, the key to, to thriving is to, is to really root your life in the scripture. It's, it's to, it has to be the, the, the number one book. You, maybe you won't pray every day this year, right? Maybe you won't come to church every Sunday, but my encouragement to you is, is to create a rhythm this year of stopping and getting into God's presence through reading the scripture. The scripture is way more powerful than me. The scripture is way more effective than your favorite preacher, than the, those Instagram and TikTok and Facebook and YouTube sound bites. It's way more powerful, it's like instant access to God. So if you're going to thrive, not just this year, right, but in your life for the rest of your life, develop a habit and a rhythm of spending time in the word of God. So um, uh, back when when thousands of years ago, when the children of Israel, they were on the the edge of the promised land, uh, God had promised uh, Abraham, the father of our faith. This land, and, and he told Abraham, your descendants will be as numerous as the stars of the sky and the sand of the seashore. And uh, he, he, he led him out of Ur of the Chaldeans, Mesopotamia, to, uh, to Canaan land. And he said that this is the land I've promised you, modern day Israel. And uh, so, so a couple, couple hundred years later, Joshua assumes leadership because Moses is dead. And Joshua is about to lead three million people across the Jordan River on dry ground into the promised land Um, but before they cross um, God has to establish his mindset and God has to encourage his heart and so what we're going to do is we're going to pick it up in this text here uh, Joshua chapter 1 and we're going to see how the Lord wow that was awesome how the Lord um, set out y'all didn't see that that was amazing oh my God I was like Lord be with me and it just flipped (laughs) look at God. Wow. I promise you, I didn't have a bookmark. Anyway, that's a moment, a moment. Anyway, um, I did that last year. We were in men's development and Anthony Rivera saw it. I was sitting next to a young brother and we were, uh, I said, go to Colossians. And I just flipped it over and Colossians. And Anthony was like, I forgot who's next to him. Did you see what pastor just did? Like, yeah, I know you saw that. Sorry, Lord. Humble me. Okay. All right. Anyway, sorry, Jesus. I I I repent. Okay. I'm not prideful. All right, here we go. I was doing so good. Joshua 1 verse 8 says this here. This is what God said to Joshua. Verse 8. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night. So you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only, someone say only. Only Only then, right? Only then will you prosper and succeed and all you do, this is my command, be strong. That word there in the, in the, in the Hebrew, because this is old Testament, the word strong there, God is saying, be stout, be determined, be immovable. You're leading millions of people into their prosperity. So I need you to be strong and immovable, be immovable, be courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord, your God is with you wherever you go. All right. So so but God said, I need you in the word continually day and night, only then someone say only then then. will you succeed in all you do. Okay. so what I want to do real quick is as as we plan to thrive in 2023, I want to give us four ways to thrive as we engage scripture. As we engage the word of God this year, number one, for just practical. This is a very short message, actually, for practical ways to thrive. Number one, I want to encourage you to invest in a study Bible. Invest in a study Bible. Study Bibles are amazing. So the Bible I have here is is not a study Bible. It's it's a Bible. It's the NLT. It's the New Living Translation. You have a lot of translations. King James Version, uh, New King James uh, New International Version, the NIV, the ESV. Someone from production was talking with me about the ESV, the English Standard Version, the NLT. The reason there are so many different translations is for dialect, right? Because we, we don't understand is and the these and the thou's and the less thou do, doest this. You know what I mean? That's confusing. And so God is, God has gifted so many people, so many theologians and scholars to break it down to a point where we can understand it uh, in 2006, I was two months into my faith. I just given my life to Jesus, and um, you know, when you're 19, you don't get none for Christmas. Underwear and socks. It's like, oh, man, life is so hard. So, my baby is prophetic. Judah's like, Daddy, I never want to be an adult. <laughs> you're on to something. So enjoy these days now. Okay. But uh, uh, I did get this, though. My mother gave me um, this study Bible, life application study Bible, King James Version. And um, it says on the front there, Joshua Redding, walk in faith, love mom. And um, I I loved it because I I was developing a hunger um, for, for, for God's presence. And I wanted to know God and I wanted to connect with God. This was way before being a pastor was even a thought. If, if, if you came to me at 19 and said, you're going to be a pastor, I would have I would have had to do something and repent for it. You know what I mean? Like a pastor wasn't even in, in, in the thought like a pastor. Whoa, no. Like, I don't want to be a pastor. I just wanted to know God. I just wanted to know about this man who saved my soul and, and who promises me that when I die, I'm going to go to heaven. So when I came back to Tallahassee, I devoured this book. There are parts of Genesis that are missing. Um, I, have, I have notes in here, like th- this right here is Genesis 30, right, through, through 45. That's Joseph's story. Um, th- this, you know, births and, and, and passing my Bible down. I might get this remended or something and pass it down to my grandkids. Um, Genesis 27 um, highlights the book of Lamentations, means, means, you know, Jeremiah was the weeping prophet. So th- this was a book of prophecy and calling the nation of Israel to repent. And so I was just devouring the scripture. And uh, the reason study Bibles are so powerful, go ahead and write these things down, is because they provide commentaries, commentaries. Those are notes that explain the scripture. It makes the scripture clear. Uh, Study Bibles also provide context. So when was this and where was this and how did this happen and who was the king at the time? Study Bibles confirm um, history. It, it lets us know that the Bible isn't just some myth or it's not made up or it's not legend, but these things actually happened in the world. And it gives you when, you know, who, who Pharaoh, who was the Pharaoh when Moses did deliver the children of Israel and who was the king of Israel when Jesus was hung on the cross? Who was who was the emperor? Who was the governor? Like the, the Bible is historical. Someone say historical. historical. All right. And not just a study Bible, but I also encourage you to invest into um, commentary. Outside of scripture. So this is the Bible exposition commentary. This is Old Testament. This is Joshua through Esther. So in studying for today, uh, for today, this week, I went to commentaries and I wanted to know what Warren Worsby thought about what was going on in Joshua's day. And um, theologians write commentaries. It just opens your eyes up and it fills the bank of your spirit when you can understand scripture clearly. And so um, before you get a commentary, though, do do reach out to the church, the team at highlight.church and ask us, are these good commentaries? We'd love to help guide you through. So invest in a study Bible. Someone say study Bible. Bible. All right. Number two, I want to encourage you a second way to thrive as you engage scriptures to pray first. Pray first. Before you read the word of God, pray. All right. Because because you won't always understand it. By just opening it right and there's a scripture for that Psalm 119 verse 18 says this open my eyes to see the wonderful truths in your instructions so a lot of the reason one of the main reasons we don't understand scripture is because we don't pray first before we read it sometimes it just simply got I don't understand the Bible understand have you prayed have you asked God to open your eyes right? Because the Holy Spirit can do that. And, and he wants to reveal things to you. This has been my prayer for 17 years. If you want to write this down, it's a powerful prayer and God always works through it. All right, here it is. Give me what you will have me to understand. Lord, before I read, give me what you will have me to understand. And, and man, it's, it's, whew. when I tell you, when you read scripture, God God guides, God directs. God delivers when you read scripture. A lot of times we think it's a fast or someone has to pray for us or, or like we need another message. No, no. God can deliver you with one verse, right? With one truth. And that's why you don't come to it in the flesh. You don't come to it carnally. You don't come to it religiously. You say, Lord, open my heart and speak to my mind and begin. Come on now, church, y'all here begin to move, right? Right. Because Hebrew says that the word of God is alive and it discerns your soul and it, it discerns your spirit and, and, and it, you're reading it. But what the Bible's doing is it's reading you. And so when you read it, it can minister to you and it can transform you and it, it can change you. So I got to approach this holy book from heaven, you know, as if it's 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 God himself in which it is who's speaking to me. So if you're taking notes, the word scripture, go ahead and write this down, means inspired writing inspired writing. That means that God breathed on the prophets and the scribes long ago. So there are 40 authors, I'm sorry, 40 writers, one author. And the Bible was written over a course of 1,500 years. And it all converges and there are no errors because God is the one who wrote it through these men of old. So I got to approach it like it's a spiritual Book. Okay. Number three. All right. The third way to thrive in your life through scripture. I want to encourage you to start with Jesus. A lot of you ever had that question. Show of hands. When it comes to the Bible, here it is. Wh- where do I start? Show of hands. Have you ever asked that? That's okay. It's nothing to be ashamed of. I, I asked it. Right. But show, you know, so where do I start? Where do I even start in the Bible? Do I start in Genesis? Do I start in the New Testament? I want to encourage you to start with Jesus. Start with the Lord. We're going to go to John chapter one. And it says this here, John chapter one, verse one, it says in the beginning, the word already existed. The word was with God and the word was God. He existed in the beginning with God, talking about Christ. God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. So God created, this is so good. This is why you got to read this thing with a spiritual eye, because that just told me right there that I was created through Christ. That my beginning was in Jesus. Thus, my purpose is in Jesus. My freedom is in Jesus. My prosperity is in Jesus. My protection is in Jesus. My future is in Jesus. And that's why I say you read one verse, it's a game changer. Right, it's a game changer. I'm going to keep reading here. God created everything, everyone, the the skies, the moon, the stars, everything through Christ, through him. The word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. His life brought light. The word, here it is, here's the revelation. The word brings light to everyone. Because he is the word. So if if you feel like you're in the dark, sometimes it's as simple as starting with Jesus, right? Right. and, And allowing the let's skip down to 14. It says this here. So the word became human and made his home among us. Thank you, Lord, for coming. Right. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the father's one and only son, so, so, so as you endeavor to, to begin this relationship with Scripture, I encourage you to start with Jesus. Start in your Gospels because He is the entire Bible. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. He is the Word. And the word, word actually is translated in the Greek as logos. Okay, here it is. Now, the word Word in 1 John is logos, which means thought. So when God thought of everything... He first thought of Jesus, and through that thought, everything came to be, right? This is why when I come to the Word, I ask God to speak to me, because when I come to the Word and I seek Jesus in the Word, I'll know what God thinks about me, right? I'll know how God sees me. I'll, I'll know who I am when I know the Word. I'll, I'll know my identity when I know the Word. I'll, 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 it's the Word, it's the word. And right now the devil has a lot of philosophies out there. A lot of things, right? A lot of things like, Oh, oh, okay. That's the way that's the path to success. That's the path to fulfillment. That's the, all of it is a lie. There is one way to success. There's one way to prosperity. There's come on now. And it's the word of God. It's The word. So we're going to start with Jesus. Why are we starting with Jesus? Because it's the most important relationship in your life. It's the most important relationship in your life. So I encourage you to to lean into the character of Christ when you're reading the Gospels. Jesus was God in a bod. You ever wonder what God is like? Show of hands. Come on. You ever wonder what, what is God like? Read the Gospels. God in a bod. The care, the kindness, the, the power, the miracles, the, the purpose that he infused on the inside of people. The provision, feeding 20,000 people in just one snap, right? The, the provision, the, the richness of his glory, the excellence of his presence. It, it's in Christ. It, it's in Jesus Christ. Get to know him. Get The miracles, the teachings. We have a series uh, later this year called Firm Foundation. And we're going we're gonna to go through the teachings of Jesus. Our series right before Easter is called Jesus of Nazareth. We're going to go through the life of Jesus. Get to know Jesus, his goodness, and his plan for your life. I have here what I, what I want to call the Bible frame. Someone say Bible frame. Bible frame. Bible frame, because the question is always, where do I start? Then the next question is, where do I go from here? Okay, so, so I, I wanted to create this frame for you. Okay, so at the top, uh, I want to encourage you to start in the Gospels. As you plan to thrive and get into the the word of God this year, start in the gospels. The word gospel means good news, the good news about Jesus. Okay, there are four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. Uh, John and Matthew were disciples or followers of Christ. So their accounts are firsthand. Um, Luke and Mark were contemporaries of other disciples. So Mark was a contemporary of Peter. So, Mark would have gotten his account of Jesus through interviews. And um, Luke was a contemporary of Paul. Paul was saved by Christ. He was a persecutor of the church. Jesus saved him and then gave him a global assignment. And this is why Christianity right now is the most dominant faith in the world because of a man named Paul. Someone say Paul. And so, but Luke, uh, Paul had a physician named Luke who cared for him and who would write about Jesus and who would write about Uh, 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 Paul as well, and the other apostles. So start in the Gospels. When you're done with the Gospels, go to Acts, okay? So that's your next step. That's your next step. I just want to encourage you. Acts is called the Acts of the Apostles. So it's the Acts of the Holy Spirit through the Apostles. The word apostle means sent one. Someone say sent one. So these disciples, these students became leaders, and Jesus sent them out across the world to spread the kingdom of God, all right? And so the book of Acts talks about the birth of the church. This is why we're in this room right now. It's because of what the Holy Spirit did 2,000 years ago in Jerusalem in the book of Acts, all right? After Acts, I want to encourage you to go to Romans. Someone say Romans. Romans Romans is the foundational book of your Christian faith. It teaches everything from grace to, to baptism it teaches about the new nature. It teaches about how there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. It teaches how we struggle with sin, but God still loves us. It is the foundation of everything in the scripture, the book of Romans. And then I encourage you to go back to the beginning. Go to Genesis. Learn about the creation. Learn about how God had to start it over with Noah. Noah. And, and, and then our father, Abraham, the father of our faith, and, and then he ends it with the children of Israel and Egypt. The reason why I've created this, this frame is because I believe if you read these four sections, everything else in the Bible will open up to your understanding. Right. Yeah. Because it all connects with these four books. Someone say frame. frame. Say Bible frame. Bible frame so start with Jesus and go there next number four the fourth way to thrive as you make some time for God's word is to live it out live it out live it out live it out. I love it James 1 James chapter 1 this is the brother of Jesus The C-E-V translation, you notice that there? Pull it up for everyone. C-E-V translation, you see that? That's another great translation. All right, it says this here, but you must never stop looking. Sounds like God when he was talking to Joshua, but you must never stop looking at the perfect law that sets you free. God will bless you. Someone say bless. bless. In everything you do. Here's the key. Come on, church, lean into this. If you listen and obey. Don't just hear and forget. Right. So don't just come to church and say, I did it. I checked it off and miss what God is trying to communicate to you. So so here it is. Don't just come to church today and not read until next week. Right. So what I'm going to do, what I used to do on Sundays and Tuesdays when I went to church, I would come to church hungry. I would come to church with my notebook. I would come to church with my Bible. We need to get back to bringing physical Bibles to church. Would you agree? We need, come on now. We need, come on. Can we put our hands together? We need, we need to get back. Mm, there's something about a physical Bible in your hand. You know what I mean? So anyway, I would bring my Bible, bring my notebook, bring my pen, I'd bring my praise, bring my worship. And, and when, when the preaching of the word was about to start, I was ready to go. I was ready to go because I knew that my pastor had a word for the week. He had a word for what I could, what I could chew on and live on for the week and, and thrive on for the week. So here's the deal. You're listening to this word today. The question now becomes is when am I going to read my Bible today? Right. Am I going to get into it before dinner? Am I, am I going to get into John? I, I want to obey it. I want to do it. And, and beyond listening, when you read it, obey it. Right. Because it says there in the text we have it It says that God will bless you in everything you do. Sounds just like Joshua one. Study continually, meditate on it day and night and you will succeed and prosper in what? Everything you do. So let me teach you something. You just found two witnesses in the scripture. That's what you call a parallel. Okay, we see it in Joshua one. And we also see it in James 1. And God established a thing, establishes a thing where there's two witnesses. So God is saying, for real, for real, for real. Someone say, for real, for real. If you do it, you will be blessed. Because there are two witnesses, okay? All right, so what I want to encourage you with this. So how do I live it out, Pastor? Well, number one, sub point. You're going to have to begin to exchange old ways of thinking with the scripture. Exchange old ways of thinking with the scripture. So, whenever I read a scripture and it challenges my mindset or my paradigm, I don't try to bend the word to accommodate how I feel, or to accommodate culture, or to accommodate policy. I bend the word. I no. I bend my life towards the word because the word is always right. The word is always right, right? And I want to exchange some of those old ways of thinking, right? The things I saw in my home, you know, the lifestyles I saw, the the, the types of marriages I saw, the kinds of addictions I saw. I want to exchange some of those old ways of thinking, and I want to plant truth into my life, right? And then second sub point here is begin to filter your emotions through scripture. Begin to filter your feelings through the word of God. Because when you're down, I'm going to tell you, when you're discouraged, I can't wait. The series after Easter is called Valley Strategy, right? And that's all about what to do when you're down. And so a large part of that strategy is to feel your feelings, to be real about them, to identify them, but you don't allow them to drive you right? I'm going to feel this. I'm going to cry. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be angry. I'm going to be mad. I'm going to be upset. I'm going to be joyful. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to process the little T truth of my emotions and I'm going to filter my emotions through the big T truth of God's word because I don't want to overreact, right? Or I don't want to do something that I'm going to regret in the future. And so as a mature Christian, I'm going to filter my feelings through the word of God, okay? And this is the deal. When the inner man begins to change, you begin to act differently. And it's the blessing is found in the action, right? If I'm still overspending, if, if, if I still have no kind of schedule, right, I'm going to continue to be in fear and in worry and in doubt. But when the word begins to shift my perspective and shift my mindset and I act differently, Therein is the blessing, right? Come on, church. There, therein is the better life. But I got to allow the word to say, I, I want to change some of that. You've been doing that for 30 years. You've been doing that for 20 years, 15 years. Can I, can I change that? Can, can I change it? And if I can, you will be blessed. If I can give you the grace to forgive, because you see all kinds of stories about forgiveness and grace and mercy. If I can give you the grace and the wisdom to forgive, can you forgive? Can you can you finally let it go? Because I want to move you forward. Right. So 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 live it out. And it says this here, Psalm one, one through three. Oh, the joys of those. Oh, the joys. Oh, the happiness of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand in the way with around sinners. Or join with mockers. But they delight. Someone say delight. Delight. In the law, the word of the Lord. Meditate. Oh, there it is again. Meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank. Bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither. And they prosper. Someone say prosper. Prosper. They prosper in all they do. We're not standing with fools. We're not standing with sinners, but we're delighting in the word of God. We're allowing it to get on the inside of us so that in every season, be it a good season or a bad season, we're growing, we're thriving, we're moving forward. That's the plan of God for your life. And we thank God for the gift of the word of God. Come on, everybody. We thank him for the gift of scripture. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet. I want to pray over you today. Thank you, Lord. Let's lift our hands and receive from heaven. Father, I just thank you for your children today. I ask that you bless them, Lord. That, Lord, as as they seek you through the word of God, that you would reveal yourself, that you would reveal your glory. God, that you would speak to them, give them clarity, give them revelation about who you are, Jesus. Lord, I know you love them and you got good plans for them. And we thank you, Lord, for the word of God. We thank you for instruction. We thank you for truth. And Lord, all we can ask is that you would give us the grace to live it out. And when we fall, give us the grace to live it out again. We love you with everything in us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Love you all. Thank you all for your time.